0: I'm convinced that the most important passage of Scripture is the Great Commission. Everything we do as believers should be focused on following this command. This is true for each of us as individuals, and it's true for all of us as Christians as well. All of our time, energy, resources, jobs, our relationships, even our hobbies and interests should be focused on what we can do to fulfill the Great Commission. Let's look at what Jesus says. He says that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even until the end. Now, later, I want to break this down into five sections and look at all of those individually. But first, let's do some context. So, everything in the Old Testament has already happened. Jesus had already come to earth, lived his life, shared all of his teachings, done all of his miracles died on the cross to pay for our sin, was raised on the third day, and then he spent 40 days, teaching his followers how they can continue in the ministry. And he concluded this by sharing the Great Commission. Now, this is a turning point in all of history. So before this, it was Jesus who was doing the ministry with his apostles alongside him. But this is where he is calling us, giving us the task to, to, to fulfill the ministry, to go to the nations and to share the gospel. This is a change that happens through all of history. So let's start at the beginning, where Jesus says that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And I include the therefore in the first part of the Great Commission, because Jesus uses this as a qualifier. So he says that he has all authority, and so therefore he is sending us with that same authority to to fulfill this command. Now, now, right now is not a great time to go deep on Christology or the doctrine of the Trinity, but suffice it to say that Jesus is God. That's what he claimed in scripture. And that's what he showed through his miracles and his life. Let's look at at what happens in a few places. So Jesus says that the father and I are one. So Jesus equates himself with God, the father. Scripture also says that in him, Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And of course, John 1 says that in the beginning was the word Jesus and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So when Jesus says that he has all authority, he means he has all authority authority. So when he sends us, then we have that same authority as well to accomplish this task that Jesus has given us. Let's look at the second part of the great commission. Jesus says to go and make disciples of all nations. Now, a disciple is someone who is a follower of Jesus, someone who has a relationship with him, follows his commands and 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 does what Jesus asks. That is a disciple is simply a follower of Jesus. So this says all nations. So of course, that means everyone around the globe, every other country, but this also includes the country where you live right now. So yes, some people are going to go around the world making disciples, but the Great Commission is not just for church leaders and evangelists and missionaries. This is for all believers. We all have people in our life who have misconceptions about what it means to be a follower follower. of Jesus. We all know people have friends, family, and neighbors who have never heard a, a clear presentation of the gospel. And around the world, there are more than 2 billion people who have never even heard the message of Jesus. This is the task that God has given us, to go and make disciples of all nations. Let's see how he says we need to do that. Let's go to the third part of the Great Commission. Jesus says that we should baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism is a symbol for rebirth because we die to our sins and are reborn as a follower of Jesus. This is converting someone from some other faith To being a follower of Jesus. We would call this evangelism, sharing with someone how they can be saved by grace through faith in what Jesus did for us on the cross. This is the the first part of the Great Commission, is to do evangelism. Uh, Let's let's look at a couple scriptures that talk about evangelism. So Paul says that I am not ashamed of the gospel, For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Now we cannot do evangelism if we're ashamed of the gospel. We can't be ashamed to invite our neighbors to our house, to have them over for dinner, and to use that as an opportunity to share our faith with them, to tell them what Jesus has done for us and how He can how they can have a relationship with Jesus as well. We can't be ashamed to share our testimony and to tell others how they can. And have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, Paul also said that we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore others on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. That's the gospel. That's evangelism. Telling others how they can be reconciled to God. And what, how amazing is it that God has chosen us to be his ambassadors. So let's uh, go ahead and move on to the to the next part of the great commission where Jesus says to teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. We call this discipleship, taking someone who is a new follower of Jesus and helping them to become mature believers. Uh, We need to do this with those around us. Let's look at a couple of scriptures. So Paul says to Timothy, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others also. So we don't just teach others for their own benefit. We teach them so that they can teach others who can teach others who can teach others who can teach others. This is how we build a a network of disciples. This is how the church expands and grows and makes a difference in the community by, by having connections with others and helping them to grow closer to Christ. Paul also said to follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So I believe that there are three types of disciple relationships, and we all should desire to be in each of these. The first is to have a mentor, someone who is more mature in the faith, someone who we can ask questions and uh, just seek their wisdom and that they can walk along us, hold us accountable and just help us to grow closer to Christ. The second type of disciple relationship is a peer, someone who is at a similar stage of life to us, someone that we can just make the commitment to grow closer to Christ together, where we hold each other accountable, where we do life, where we do ministry together, and just where we grow closer to Christ together. Now, the goal for all of us should be to become mature disciples so that we can be the mentors to help young believers, so that we can find Find people who are new to the faith and encourage them, help them to grow, help them to learn about Scripture, and help them to grow closer to God to become more and more Christ like. We all should desire to be part of those three relationships. Now, being a disciple is not just about what we know, it's about what we do. Jesus said that if you love me, you will keep my commands. So that means we actually need to do the things that Jesus has asked us to do. So let's look back. So the Great Commission is one task to make disciples of all nations. But he gives us this task in two parts, evangelism and discipleship. You cannot have one without the other. We need to bring people into faith to help to baptize them into being a follower of Christ. And then we need to take those new believers and help them to become mature disciples. Now, this is not something that we can do in our own strength. But that and that's where the final part of the Great Commission comes in, where Jesus says, behold, I am with you always, even until the end. I'm so glad that God doesn't ask us to do this in our own strength because we cannot accomplish this. He says that he will be with us to help us to accomplish this task. Jesus says that I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. By this, the father is glorified and that, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so I loved you abide in my love. And it's not just Jesus and his examples and his teaching that we need to follow. He has also promised us the Holy Spirit. Jesus says that the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And this is not just a brand new thing in the New Testament. God even promised in the Old Testament that he would be with his followers. God said, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread, for it's the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And of course, one of the most famous passages in scripture, it says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it's not just the best, the smartest, the best looking that God wants to do his ministry. He calls all of us. And there's a famous saying that says that uh, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He doesn't just call the best. He doesn't just take people that are already fully equipped to do ministry. He takes all all of us and wants us to fulfill the great commission and he empowers us to do this by filling us with the holy spirit and then uh guiding us as we go out and do this and in in the parallel scripture to the great commission Jesus says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, and to the furthest parts of the earth. Now, Judea is where Jesus and the disciples lived and did most of their ministry. Samaria is basically the next region over. So to us today, this means that we should be filled with the Holy Spirit and the power of God so that we can be his witness where we are to the areas around us, and even to reach those in the furthest parts of earth. We all should do what we can to reach those around us. And we all should be aware of what God is doing around the world so that we can pray for those who are called to go and do this work so that we can pray for the lost and the people that have never heard the message of Jesus. And of course, if God has given us the the means, we should financially support those who are willing to go and do this ministry. Because God still is calling people to go to the uttermost parts of the earth and to share the gospel. So this is the Great Commission. That uh, that we should go and make disciples of all nations, to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to obey all that God has commanded. I hope all of you will take some time to think through your life: what hobbies, interests, what skills do I have that can be used to fulfill the Great Commission? So I hope you will do that uh, going forward. So if you like this video, I hope you'll uh, like it, and uh, I love to hear from you. And if you'd like to hear more biblical teaching about how you can put your faith into practice, I hope you'll like, follow, and subscribe to this page because we've got a lot more to come. God bless.